Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. Hi, Amanda. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I am excited to, you know, spice it up with some unpopular opinions today. These episodes get a lot of downloads. And they do. They're really I, fun. Um, and they piss know, people off. <laughs> our sass is kind of unleashed a little bit. I don't know. Well, and it just kind of gives us all like, you know, teaching, obviously, education, period. It's it's rife with reasons to gripe. And so it, sometimes it's healthy to have a little venting session and yeah. a un, unpopular opinions moment is a great way to do that and I th- I think a healthy manner where it's not just a bitch sesh but it's like a here's my unpopular opinion and here's why move on yeah I think so yes and we wanted to open it up today today is a bit of a collaboration we asked for listener contributions and friends of the podcast to contribute some of their unpopular opinions specifically about that time of year that most of us are entering final exams final exams for maybe the first half of the year, or if you're like me, final exams for the first chunk, and then I get all new kids for the second half of the year. And finals are sucky for everybody for a lot of reasons. And so here are some things that we think about them, right? But before before we get to all that, because Amanda's ready. Amanda is ready. You know what we need to do, don't you, my friend? Uh-huh. We got to cue the music. Let's we go. Do. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. start us off or do you want yes. me to start us off no you watched off like 12 times in the intro she did she was like physically like Hah. my tongue was out of my mouth Hah. okay because oh. unpopular opinion i don't hate final exams ew okay so <laughs> i don't i don't i don't okay so i'll i will i will explain i appreciate culminating activities Right. Like I okay. do closure we talking about this in a couple other episodes. Like I do love like the, like the signals of something ending and something beginning. So sure. for me, like I real I do like to have this kind of punctuation mark at the end of a semester. I like there to be a thing that closes things out because I've been through a couple of school years where like final exams didn't happen or, or, or something got kind of, wonky or I taught seniors and like Lord knows what happened. Um, <laughs> and like when things kind of like fizzle out, 
It is a little wah-wah. It is a little wah-wah, especially after spending all that time together. And like, okay, so of course the caveat to that is the quality of the final exam needs to be what we look at, right? Because I I think that final exams, as they have been for so many years, you know, fact recall kinds of multiple choice nonsense, huge problem. Um, But I will say that's my, that's my unpopular opinion caveat is I do like leading up to something. Sure. Sure. Can I, can you grant me that? I, I can, I can grant you that begrudgingly. No, just kidding. I mean, here's the thing. (laughs) I now teaching second full year of back in the classroom with no hybrid anything, right? Is this our second year or third year? Second. Second? No, Mm -hmm. this is the third year. Begin- okay, so two years have been completed. Two years have given- been completed. I am halfway through the third year of post-lockdown teaching. My students, you know what? Like it or hate it or nobody really likes it, but like accept it for what it is. Do not have the same grit when it comes to overall. They just don't have the same wherewithal to sit down and do a long task as students of former years. That's it. That's not an unpopular opinion. That is just (laughs) fact. That's just what it is. Yes. And so I have many feelings on that. I have many thoughts on that. There's obviously like, you know, exceptions to this rule, but that leads to a longstanding unpopular opinion I've had, which is that final exams should not be a two hour chunk. They should be done broken up over multiple days. Amen. If we want a true test of students learning, then it should be done in a way where they can perform to the best of their ability. And well, what about college? Right. They're not in college. They're in high school. What about jobs? Every job I've had has had different like those are all fallacies. Those those arguments are all fallacies. They don't work. They're not a thing. And it's the year 2023. The world has changed in many ways since you and I were in school and since a lot of the whatabouts were in school. So let's just accept the kids where they are and where they're coming from, and give them ways to access assessment, and also the hmm, ability and the, what am I trying to say? I want them to know that they can change the way that things work, because this is their world too. So if we change the way that things work for them, they can adapt to change the world for the next generation as well. And that's okay. It's not going soft. It's not going easy on people because it's still testing what they've learned if we do so in a professional sense. But it doesn't have to be over a two-hour sitting down class period. What about the AP test? I don't teach AP kids. Next. So there is not a next. It doesn't, even if you're going to make any of those arguments, right? what, what on earth do you say to the fact that you're going to assess them under conditions that they've never been exposed to? Like, right, right, right. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that doesn't make any, that, that also never makes sense when I, when I've been in districts where they're also handed this, this like random district approved multiple choice exam. Like, uh, we haven't taken a multiple choice exam all year and now you're going to scantron them for two hours. Like, why? I mean, like, or, or you, for the ACT? No, 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 no. Right. No. Or you have fine. Maybe it's sure. something that you've been doing all along no. the way. No. Does it all have to be in one sitting? No. Does it all have to? Is that really how we're going to get everybody's best performance? Is that how you're really going to find out from all these different modalities how a student, what what they have learned and how they have grown? No, it's not. Why? Because I would bomb that test and I know a lot of things. 
Right. No, the, no, it's a whole bunch of no's. And I, I'm glad that you brought this up because I know, and this is where the griping part comes in because I know a lot of you and I empathize with you so hard are in situations where this is not up for discussion. I know. I know it's what you've been handed and it's what you're expected in some of the cases of teachers that I've coached. It's also connected to their job prospect for next year. Ridiculous nonsense. And I'm very sorry. Like sincerely, Sincerely. I am sorry for that experience. Like that's, that's gotta be really hard. And we're here to be loud and obnoxious and, helpful and proactive in helping change that. Uh, But we have to keep passing these episodes along. We have to keep the conversation going Mm -hmm. um, because your admin's going to start running out of excuses to do this, this kind of crap to you. Okay. Like they can't, like, this is not, this is none of this is research-based. None of this is no best practice. None of it. Absolutely. None of it. So we're also here to back you up. And and if nothing else, if there is no getting out of it for you, for your district, at least know that like we know, you know, you're right. (laughs) And that might be like, that might be all you need right now. Like you're right. You're right. This is terrible. But yeah, unpopular opinion for me, like give them multiple tasks on multiple days. What's the big deal? Right. And yeah. I, we're going to do an extended episode of you and me for happy hour because I have other things of like, and here's what to do in that two hour final period. Because my next unpopular opinion, spoiler alert, is keep the final period. Keep a long class period for a final day without a final in it. Cha, 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 cha. <gasps> teaser. What a teaser. Yeah. Okay. So my, mine, I will elaborate more on mine and happy hour as well, but my, mine is like a, okay. So Maria said unpopular opinion sitting for a long exam time. Okay. No bueno. My unpopular opinion is it also shouldn't be used for an essay. So a Mike, lot of Mike schools have dropped. moved away, right. They've moved away from maybe they've this, this traditional type of standardized Scantron exam situation. And they've said, okay, well, we're going to do an essay. Okay. Well, again, unpopular opinion. I think that's a real bad plan. I, I think a timed lengthy essay where students are doing some kind of cumulative anything is a really rough way to actually assess what they know. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think timed writing is a good option? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think timed writing is great. Oh, yeah, don't you know? Oh, yeah. Ha- we have that more in happy hour. But when it comes to a final exam, to me, like, when, and I talked about this when, we t- when I said, like, I actually like finals. I really want to see the big thinking come yeah. full circle. So like there absolutely has to be space. And, and sometimes like, I'm, I'm with you too. I like having the extra time because I'm used to a 50 minute period. So having a two hour or even having my 90 minutes is a big deal in terms of, like I said, the like coming full circle on some ideas. So for me, my in my dream scenario, uh, if you've taken my course the first 10 days or you've listened to the podcast about back to school, I am Socratic seminaring with students within the first three days of school. Socratic seminar right out the gate. We'll probably do it another couple of times during the semester. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the year-long EQ. I want that full exam period to talk about the EQ looking back 
on all of the things we've learned, all the poems that we've read, the novels we've looked at, the independent reading they've done. Everything is now on the table. And my kids are completely different humans at this stage in the semester. Totally. And I never would want to give up that moment to like recognize, okay, we're going to, we're going to actually put the walls up and say like, we're in this moment in time. We are present. We are here. It is December 15th. It's December 20, whatever. I am a different person. I know different things than I did four months ago. I have grown and like the space for them to explore that is not going to happen in an essay the way that it can happen in projects and seminars. Yeah. Well, not the way also that you structure your class and the way that your craft works, which is so much more in discussion and listening and speaking and collaboration where, I mean, it might work for others. Sure. But like for you, for your classroom, they got to come together and be able to recognize and process those things. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And, and there's a, and the way that we've done it too. A, a lot of times I've seen too, like the essay is going to be on like whatever the last unit was. Well, that, that's not even a final exam. That's, that's just a, a summative of the unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, do it. Do your essay on your your last. Like, finish that. Sure. But then, and then like, talk about it. Yeah. Think, yeah. Think about what does cumulative look like. What does you know a midpoint exam actually look like? That's a much more important conversation to have around final exams. I agree. All right, friends, coming up, we're going to have quite a few other unpopular opinions uh, by some brave new teachers out in the wild. We'll be back. It is time for us to talk about gifts. Yes, gifting, gifting, gifting. Gifting, my friends, is not my love language. And so for this section of today's podcast, I wanted to share with you some gifts that I really want. And then a couple of gifts that I plan on giving this time of year. This is, you know, the new year for us over at Brave New Teaching. This means Marie and I are gifting and thanking the people who work with us. Um, This is always a wonderful time of year to thank and just (laughs) absolutely envelop the staff and the people who make your school function, giving them so much love and gratitude for what they do in your school building. So whether it's someone that you work with, someone that works kind of behind the scenes, family, friends, you name it. I know you guys, uh, I've heard Marie and I talk about how busy this season is. Uh, Marie is a December birthday. Um, In my family, there are two November birthdays, two December birthdays, and then all of the holidays on top of that. Marie celebrates both Hanukkah and Christmas. Like there are, the gifting is off the chain, off the chain, off the charts this time of year. So let's talk about nerdy English teacher gifts for right now. For right now, we're going to focus on the gifts that we would give ourselves and like-minded, bookish-minded friends as well. So this is what I want to share with you. Okay. First on my personal list. Now, this is something that I'm going to really have to convince my husband or my parents or whoever is going to gift this to me that it's worth it. Okay. Because this is this is something that... <laughs> I've actually had on my my wish list for a long time. So there is this company called Print Fresh, Print Fresh, and they make the most gorgeous luxury pajamas and other things too. They've got loungewear, accessories, like things like that. Okay, but right now they have this print 
And the prints are what they're known for. Like they're just absolutely stunning prints. Right now, the print that I am head over heels in love with is called Dragon Dreams. Okay, let me paint you a little picture. Dragon Dreams has got like a black background. So it's it's on the darker side. But then printed on that background are castles, dragons, and all kinds of neon looking flowers and fauna. It's so beautiful. This bright pink castle is set a, a, against the black background. There's a hot pink dragon with a yellow belly. And it is just the most like whimsical yet elevated and beautiful print. It's like somebody crawled into my mind and first of all planted the seed to read fourth wing. You guys know how hard I resisted fourth wing, how hard I resisted fantasy. And now I look at these pajamas and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are like fourth wing pajamas, but not like, but they're classy. Okay. They're classy. And they're super, super cute. I want the dragon dreams quilted Sherpa poncho. And I never want to leave my couch again. So uh, link will be for you in the show notes if you want to take a look at it. But let me tell you when you probably know when you hear quilted Sherpa poncho, you know what I mean, you fluff with a hood without the annoyance of like robes are so stupid, right? Like I hate tying them and they come untied and whatever. No, poncho, lay it on me. Okay. So that's something that I'm asking for. Another thing that I'm asking for is a new book club subscription, which I I really shouldn't. Um, but there is an awesome, we've talked about it on the podcast a couple of times, but there's this awesome book club subscription called once upon a book club. And I want to try them out. I, uh, this is not sponsored by them at all. This is just me wanting to try. And every month they send you a book and in the box, they also send you gifts that you open when you get to certain pages in the book. So they're themed to match the story while you're reading it. And I just think that that's such a cute concept. They're a small business and I love supporting small businesses. I love to read. And the idea of getting little gifts along the way as I'm reading is adorable. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they also have a middle grade option. So if you've got a a younger reader in your life that would love this, um, check out Once Upon a Book Club because that's where I'm headed. Okay, another gift that I'm not giving myself, but that I, spoiler, plan on giving to a lot of my teacher friends, a lot of the people who work for me, my coffee lover friends, but also my book lover friends, is going to be uh, either tea or coffee from Chapters. Chapters is relatively new on the scene. I got a chance to partner with them in the Halloween season. They sent me their Edgar Allan Poe Ravens Brew, and the packaging is just top-notch, right? Like, especially for a gift. All of the themes and the packages and the names of their coffee and tea are book related. There's a Pemberley Gardens. There's a second breakfast roast, right? For all my Hobbit friends. Chapters has a Chapters Cafe roast and just beautiful, gorgeous packages that make perfect gifts. So I settled on that pretty easily after I got my first bag from them. They are whole bean coffee. So you are going to have to grind your own beans, which is worth it because it really does taste better. Um, I have a 15% off your purchase if you use the code AMANDA15. But again, all of that will be linked for you in the show notes today. Um, But it is the perfect book-themed coffee and tea option that's out there. So 
actually right now is a good place to hit pause and go check out the show notes. All of these things are linked in there as well as my brand new holiday gift guide. I went through and actually did all the research for you to look for the most awesome book themed and bookish nerdy English teacher vibe gifts. So whether you're looking for something for yourself and you're not sure what you want and you want to give a a recommendation to someone else, you can pass it along. However you want to do it, it's there for you. You don't even have to use it at the quote holiday season. This is all year round good gifts for book nerdy people. I hope you got some new ideas to use today and I can't wait to hear what you actually pull the trigger on and what you buy. All right, guys, back to the show. Hold on to your hats, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, because my unpopular opinion might be a little shocking. My name is Krista from At Whimsy and Rigor. I teach middle school language arts. And my unpopular opinion about final exams is... Does it have to be an exam? What if students did a massive reflection instead of a sit-down traditional exam? Maybe they have to go through all of the projects that they did during the first semester with you. They have to reflect on their process. They have to reflect on the product. Maybe they have to give a little advice for students who are going to do this project next year. Maybe they want to add a little note where they tell their parents, where they tell their teacher some of their thoughts and their reactions and their ideas about this project. What if we ditch that traditional exam and instead make it into a reflection? Or if your school is like you have to do some kind of assessment, what if it's like a really cool authentic project that acts as their final exam where they have to use all of those amazing things that you taught them throughout the semester? Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's a movie review. Maybe it's a long short story. In my classroom, students write full on 6,000 plus word novels. Yes, that is what I use as a final exam in my middle school classroom. Students spend the month of November writing a novel. They spend the beginning of December revising and editing that novel. And that is what I use as their final exam grade because they are using all of those grammar skills, all of those writing skills in that novel because they care deeply about the story that they're telling. They're invested in their writing and they want it to make sense for their reader. Further, because they are acting as a writer with something to say, and they're writing to an authentic audience, they're using all of the reading skills, all the reading strategies that I've also taught them throughout the semester, because they are writing as a reader, and they are trying to appeal to their readers in a way that is engaging and exciting. And if that is not an authentic project for a language arts classroom, I literally don't know what is. So I hope one of these ideas, either the big reflection or the authentic project has inspired you to ditch that traditional exam and make it something that students are actually into doing and will probably produce their best work because it's an incredible project. All right, teachers, you do you. Make sure you check me out on Instagram at Whimsy and Rigor. Have an amazing day. My name is Shannon and I'm a high school teacher from Southern California. My hot take is that I am not a fan of final exams. In my mind, all they measure is how well a student can perform while being stressed and exhausted. They don't give me an accurate metric about what my kids know and can do. 
And if I want accuracy, it's important that I measure their skills and their application of those skills over time. Further, we are asking students to be okay with a one and done judgment. I cannot think of anything less motivating in the educational environment. Doesn't research show, too, that real learning occurs through social interaction, conceptual frameworks, metacognition, and leveraging preconceptions and misconceptions and funds of knowledge? So how do final exams enrich the educational experience and the way that people learn? The answer is that they don't. And if final exams don't benefit students, then who are they for? They're for teachers. And that's not right. Hot take. Claiming finals are a college prep tool while handing out exemptions for perfect attendance, straight A's, and a spotless behavioral record is like saying you're training for a marathon by rewarding those who never even lace up their running shoes. It's less about preparation and more about patting the back of the already cushioned. I absolutely know that this is an unpopular opinion about exams, but I actually think that the skills that students are taught when they are preparing for an exam is the whole reason why they're so important. When we have students who are dealing with projects all the time, they don't have the same pressure that you would have to be able to succeed in something and to have your knowledge down. So this way they're learning how to be able to use their knowledge in high pressure situations and hopefully then be able to transfer that skill onto future jobs. All right, friends. Uh, Hopefully this little small gripe session, but also like, you know, collegial discourse has uh, helped you maybe purge a few of your unpopular opinions about finals, about exams, about that sort of a thing. Or maybe you've realized, wait a minute, that's why I hate that. Now (laughs) it's out. And I feel this. we've had a little airing of the grievances. I like unpopular opinions because it's like festivus, you know, you just get it all out, move on, or you just get really mad and then run or something. But it's it's handling your emotions, right? Exactly. Like we're we're dealing with them, we're and we're going to deal with them more in happy hour. So we hope yeah. that you'll join us in happy hour, where Absolutely. we will be a little bit more solution oriented. I think. Yes, I want to talk about what I want you to do and what I do in my two hour final. That's yeah, actually meaningful and not stressful for everybody. Hmm. all right friends join us in happy hour if you are not already planning to do so it is quite a hoot and we've got you know resources every month we've got debriefs we've got different like let your hair down banter episodes uh happy hour listener q a's we've got special guests with their resources coming on it is a good time come on in the water's fine right wow and the price is going up in the next year. So yeah, so in lock it in, baby. All right. That's how my daughter would say it. Okay, yeah. baby. <laughs> Friends, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you and your time. We hope you have a wonderful day at school and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school. 